Hello and welcome to Soldier's Podcast, episode number 90. I'm Schmitty. I'm Stark. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. We come to you in this wonderfully warm December, actually, coming up on Christmas. Too warm. You'd Too think warm. we were in the southern hemisphere. <laughs> it is crazy. Crazy, crazy weather this year. And it's never a good sign when we start off a show talking about the weather. You know, I, I've noticed that old people talk about the weather a lot. Are we just getting old? Get off my lawn. <laughs> All right, well, some people we wouldn't mind on our lawn. Our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. Yay! Yay for our friends there. And we are once again brought to you also by our friends over at GoToMeeting. Uh, GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix. The only way you have to really connect with people who might be... You need to work with everyone. You're trying to get the meetings done before the Christmas holiday. Best way to do it, well, meet with everyone's schedules in different places, is teleconferencing with GoToMeeting. With HD Faces, you can see what's happening with any of your meeting attendees anywhere, and it's great. We really want you to be able to try it out free. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, use the promo code PODCAST. Once again, that's PODCAST. That way our listeners can listen to it, get it free for 30 days. GoToMeeting, meeting is believing. Indeed. Mm-hmm. That might be one of the best times I've ever done that. It, it, it was impressive, very impressive. In fact, I used GoToMeeting today for work. It was awesome. Me, me too, yeah. Coming up in the end of the year, we're trying to meet all these deadlines. We have a lot more meetings coming up, so I'm, I'm using GoToMeeting a lot more now. Believe it or not, actually, I am too. <laughs> it's good, and it's stolen droids approved. People, these aren't just uh, lines we're feeding you. These are actually really are things we use, and uh, this is the season to use it to get all your deadlines done. All right, into our headlines. Our first one is kind of a oops one about technology. It turns out that the state of California has some pretty strict laws concerning the privacy policy of different applications you might use. Are we talking about like an app on a phone or a program or any any software? Okay. Any software right. you might use, it has some pretty strict guidelines with uh, with w- w- how it protects your privacy. Well, Delta is in some hot water, Delta Airlines, because their iPhone app is currently not meeting California's strict rules. Namely, their iPhone app doesn't have a privacy policy at all. Nor do their Android one, if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken. Yeah, I think, it's, of them do. I think it's none of their apps. Well, here's the problem, is that every time this software is used, that is a potential $2,500 fine against the company. Uh, whoops! Except, uh, yeah, in the state of California... At least they have the Online Privacy Protection Act. Delta claims that over 2 million of its customers are using the app currently. If you do the math, that's over $35 billion in fines. Uh Uh-oh. No, 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 I take take that back, actually. I I take that back. It's a uh, $5 billion fine. Okay. They only made... Thirty-five billion. Now, I guess the question I, I, I immediately thought of is that we report this is reporting that this is for the state of California. Are other states and other other countries having similar laws that this app might be in violation of? Well, see, here's what's confusing to me too: is 
uh, each state has its own laws concerning many different things, all for consumers, right? Mm-hmm. But what if I'm here in Utah and I download the app in Utah and I only use it in Utah? It's mm, a good question. I, th- I think is is Delta uh, primarily a Californian company? No. Okay. Well, at least not to Didn't my knowledge. That's, that's I, a good question, actually. <laughs> but it kind of what happens to people who are using it on the other side of the world who may not even adhere to the U.S. consumer laws? That's a good point, and I understand that Delta. I mean, that their app is fairly well designed. I've never used it because I'm not a big traveler, but. You know, I understand this fairly good app, and if it's a good app, people are more inclined to use it, which could get quite pricey for them. Well, wouldn't this be easily fixed by just having an update with a privacy notice, and then the next time the person launches the app, it says, oh, by the way, we now have a privacy notice. Please click here to accept or click here to deny. So it, it seems like it would be an easy fix, considering how many app updates I get on my phone almost on a daily basis sometimes. Yeah, it's... I don't know what's really going to happen there, and I highly doubt that they could go after them for the full amount. I mean, you're talking about potentially kiboshing one-seventh of a major airline's entire income. <laughs> we well, I know California is pretty poor right now. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately... Um, so are the airlines. I mean, they've already stopped serving me peanuts and meals or treating me with dignity. <laughs> well, they stopped well, doing that a while ago. <laughs> so uh, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. It, it's kind of, I think it, I would almost guess that this would probably fall into all, part of our talking point, actually, where we talk about different computer laws, but we can get to that later. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, we may actually see some uh, motion in the right direction, our next headline here, about patents. We, we've talked before, uh, what was it, Apple, right? Apple managed to patent the idea of an electronic device that's a rounded rectangle. Very big, but yep, we know. Yeah. Well, Facebook, Google, and many others, Zynga is one of them, which shouldn't really surprise us, uh, they're all banding together, and they have written um, a kindly worded email. <laughs> is, that, is that what you call this? <laughs> it actually is kindly kindly worded. It actually is, all things considered. Um, but uh, they, they filed it with the United States Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit and have basically said, knock it off. <laughs> the idea that you can patent these vague ideas and just because they use the term on a computer or on the internet, all of a sudden the owner of that patent has locked up all technological innovation for the next 20 years regarding transfer. Yeah. So, yeah. Someone's backing up? No, I think somebody's burrito's done. Yeah, it it sounds like a truck's ready to back over us, so... We need to stop uh, recording in the driveway. Um... This is good that companies are finally coming forward to this, but I notice that none of the companies involved are the hardware companies who've been filing these stupid patents. Of course not. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I was looking through the list here, and I kept thinking, something's missing. It's all software. Okay. (laughs) Now, granted, software seems to have some pretty stupid patents, too. A swipe gesture. Using a digit on the human hand. Okay, great, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) 
So they can't use the middle finger because it's been <laughs> patented? <laughs> well, what was it? It was one from Apple. I don't know if it actually went through or not, but they actually said one or more than one fingers. So they managed to patent touchscreen technology years after it had been invented and patented by someone else and multi-touch technology years after everyone else started using it. I, I think that was Apple, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And I remember we talked about going, what What does that leave us, the face? <laughs> Don't stick your tongue out, somebody will patent that. <laughs> it, it's the perfect touchscreen for stroke victims. People use run walking around with tablets using their elbow, rubbing their elbow across it. <laughs> That's actually why the Google Glasses were developed. I bet. <laughs> Eyelashes. Look, we we had to use eye control. We weren't allowed to use the hands anymore. It, it just seems kind of stupid. Kind of is an understatement. Why does it take software giants, though, to be writing the, the patent office to let them know that this is stupid? Is this common well, sense? I, I really wonder if someone at the patent office is going to look at that and just think... What do they even care and just throw it away? I, mean, uh, I would personally, this is the cynic side of me coming out here, but I would personally say it's more likely they go, hmm, yeah, but I'm making so much money doing yeah, it this way. That's where it comes down to is that they're making money off of them, so they're not going to try to stop them. It's, like, it's their income. Yeah. Speaking of a couple of those giants teaming up, this is the team-up episode. It's, it's like the, the super team. friends. Superpowers activate power of Kodak. <laughs> we haven't talked <laughs> about Kodak in a couple months. Well, not since their nuclear reactor went public. Um, <laughs> yes, nuclear, nuclear, whatever. Um, <laughs> that's the word I can't outlive. Um, so Apple and Google have teamed up to try and buy up uh, Kodak's patent portfolio. They had both put in their own private bids, but then they decided to team up and put in over a half-billion-dollar bid on all of Kodak's portfolios. So they got the chocolate and the peanut butter in together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what could this mean for us? Well, Kodak doesn't just have stuff on film. They have a lot of camera patents. They have a lot of imaging patents. They have a lot of, lot of patents. Kodak... I wonder how many nuclear patents they have. Yeah, that's what Just we need. One. That's exactly what we need. We need <laughs> Apple with nuclear power. <laughs> well, it says in the iTerms, iTunes terms of service that you could not use iTunes while developing nuclear weapons. <laughs> yeah, that's their that's their territory. Um, oh, jeez, that's going to give me nightmares tonight. Alan said your iPod will be powered by a nuclear battery. <laughs> Tell you what, as soon as the iPhone actually is powered by a zero-point module, then I'll say they're innovating. <laughs> Everything has changed. No, really, we mean it. Free energy for everyone. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll believe that now. Okay, so what could this mean for them, though? Well, this means that anything that goes into Android could potentially be sue-free from Apple, meaning that they finally don't sue each other for any technologies that are developed from these patents, which would be awesome because I'm sick and tired of these lawsuits. Do you honestly believe that they're going to stop suing each other, though? I mean, that's what At least stop suing each other over this. Mm -hmm. Won't you please think of the lawyers? That's true. I mean, we got starving lawyers out there. I mean, they're they're living off like two, three hundred thousand a year. Well, and I I think think this will also stop 
lawsuits between Apple and Samsung and uh, Nokia and stuff because Nokia and Samsung are also using Kodak licenses and that, that they've actually paid for. And so this will kind of grandfather those guys into Google and Apple tech. So this is very true. Yeah. This is very true. Um, one other team up that I wanted to see on the headlines, however, I I don't see it. Maybe we forgot to put it in there. Um, the FCC, I guess this isn't a team up actually. Now that I think about it. the FCC has finally actually contacted the FAA and said, "Hey, you know what? Those electronics that you keep telling people to shut off, they're not when actually getting, doing anything." When the electronics you're it, asking people to shut off when the airplane's getting ready to take off is yeah. what they're talking about. Yeah. And what's funny is the fact that the FCC was the last time, was the last people who really wanted, who really backed the FAA on this. And now they're saying we should allow greater use. That's actually their wording right there. Allow greater use of electronics during flight. Now, the reason why I think this is pretty stupid, the the whole rule about, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. There's, there are people who travel far more than I do who think this is dumb. But the reason why it's the dumbest thing is because if I have my phone and I have it in airplane mode, it's not actually emitting any of the RF interference that they say they're worried about. Okay? But if and I pers- how we know this is that the Mythbusters have already tackled this issue. Well, not just the Mythbusters, but everyone. It's been tested. Here's the thing, though, is that with the, when they say, please turn your device off, all I have to do is turn the screen off. The device is still on. It's still active. The screen has simply turned off. But that's okay to them. In fact, I don't even have to put it into airplane mode. I could leave it on, on, and simply turn the screen off. And they'll never That's know. just crazy talk. <laughs> and they'll never know because it's not doing anything. But to them, that means, oh, it's off now. You can turn the screen again on once again when we're at uh, cruising altitude. Really? And now they know. They'll be like, it was you. It was Zoo. Well, That's the reason our planes had those malfunctions. Or how about an, e, an, an e-ink reader? An e-reader with an e-ink screen. Okay? Very, okay. very little power is used in those things. In fact, the only power that's used is to charge the screen when it changes text. Once the text is on there, no additional power is being used to keep it there. That's what extends the battery life in a lot of those e-readers. My watch, on average, is using more power than an e-ink screen at rest. Yeah, but you got a laser in that watch. Oh, uh, yeah. Q really hooked me up with this one. Nice. But, um... <laughs> I still haven't seen Skyfall. I still need to see it. I need to see it, too. In fact, I'm pretty sure my brother listening to the show was like, What? You haven't seen it yet? <laughs> but but this is, this is kind of think- a... I this think is, pacemakers take up more power than a phone does. Yeah, I dare I dare a stewardess to go up to someone who's just had a, a pacemaker and say, Sir, I need you to turn that off. Don't worry, once we hit cruising altitude, you're fine again. That would be uh, awesome. And you know Alec Baldwin would tweet the crap out of that. It's okay. just the dumbest things ever. And actually, this ties into our our talking point, too. We're so good at this. Yay. Or really <laughs> bad at it because we didn't really think about how they all correlate. But Shh. no, we're good. Shh. We're good. Now the listener knows. Things to come. We're leading up to the big point. <laughs> it's I, I believe that it's called foreshadowing. I thought you were going to say something else. Not a family friendly podcast. 
Okay, um, you may have noticed, this is hardly a headline if you're a Chrome user, like millions and billions of people around the world are, but this week we had a bit of a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed it. All of a sudden my Chrome browser kept crashing, and then crashed, well, and then and crashed. I, I messaged you, and I asked you if you were having issues with Chrome, because I was having issues with Chrome. Now, I've been using Chrome since it first launched. And for it to crash once a month is odd for me. And so about the fourth time it happened in a day, I knew something was up. Well, it turned out to be very widespread. A single server that was uh, responsible for updating and syncing things in Google managed to uh, cause havoc with people's Gmail accounts. P.S. It also crashed Chrome. I love if, you had, if you had uh, the syncing the syncing capability turned on. Yeah, I, I love how they just kind of added that in almost after the fact. Because you know when they finally came out and said, oh, we noticed there was a problem with Gmail today. And your Chrome browser may have screwed up a lot. No! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, honestly, I didn't notice I was having a problem with Gmail. Maybe because I never got it to load. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I actually got message from one of the guys in my office and he's like gmail's down and i i couldn't tell because i couldn't get chrome to function so i i had no clue gmail was down the only reason he knew is because he was on safari uh firefox actually <laughs> oh yeah i wasn't far off <laughs> well um thankfully google fixed it you got to figure that their largest product now that it's i, th- I th- think gmail's actually eclipsed google search um yeah, they got it taken care of. Pretty Thankfully. Cool. Did you guys experience anything like this? If you did, let us know what happened in the time. Yeah, I don't believe Zana was actually able to work at all. No, we do all of our stuff. Uh, everything in our office is all web-based. And if you've got your browser having issues, um, it makes web-based a little bit hard. Mm-hmm. So you actually had to use the manual deck of cards, huh? <laughs> no, the IE. <laughs> I, I I had to go and actually dig. Um, with a real with, shovel. Yeah, with a real shovel as opposed to my my diamond um, shovel. I actually had to play Angry Birds on the phone. <laughs> How 2010 is that? Oh man. First world problems. Yeah, exactly. This is just. I mean, that that's his first world problem as they get there, man. Now, um, into Microsoft news. For, yeah, it, it, we've all noticed this, and I, I'll bet you listeners have noticed too, without actually consciously noticing. For all the different Microsoft ads that are hitting TV, shows, print, everything for Windows 8 and Surface, and how awesome it's going to be. The synchronized Surface dancing teams? Yes. Has anyone actually ever held one? No? Well, that's because they're actually only being sold inside Microsoft stores, which is kind of like Verizon Fios. It's not where you are and not where you want to be. It's the anti-Visa. <laughs> the people that have access to it are in such podunk towns that they don't care. Yeah. Well... Microsoft has finally realized, hey, you know, if we want to sell this, maybe we should have places where people can buy it. There's like always that one step they're missing. Best Buy or Staples or 
you know, I don't know, a store. <laughs> you know, I was actually talking to one of my neighbors tonight, and she's been tablet shopping a bit, um, trying to figure out what tablet to get. And I've, I've been telling her, you know, my my opinion on, on what's good and what's not. And she keeps asking me about the Microsoft Surface. And all I can say is, I hear they're good. I don't know anybody who has one. I don't know anybody who's ever seen one in person. Yeah, maybe you have to pass the dance you know, competition portion in order to get one. It's like it's like a technological unicorn. <laughs> I, when people ask me about it, I, I always backpedal and just talk about Windows 8. I say, well, Windows 8 is great, so Surface should be good. <laughs> it's like, That's hey. actually what I did. I, I'm like, how's, no, that, it, how's that Microsoft Surface? How's that Microsoft Surface? Well, it really is warm this time of year, isn't it? <laughs> for December, it's warm, right? Yeah. It's like 44 <laughs> degrees at 8 o'clock. What the heck? We're going out for frozen yogurt, man. <laughs> yeah, but, but the Surface. Yeah, it's, it's warm on the Surface, too. Um, so they were going to make it in a, other third-party retailers sometime in 2013 which shows you that whoever is in charge of sales is an idiot because it would have completely missed the Christmas season. Because of the demand on it, they finally decided, okay, we will start putting it into Best Buy and Staples and other retailers where people actually live sooner than that. Here's the issue. It's still too late for Christmas. Yeah, because by the time it gets in there, most people... I mean, right now, if you've got a big purchase, most people probably have already got that big purchase done. Yeah. And this is not... This is... Unfortunately, the Surface, as much as I like it, it is not an impulse purchase. No, it's not. It's not an iPod, iPod Nano. Okay, the, the tablet version is four ninety nine. The miniature PC version is closer to $1,000. It's not something that you just go, hey, you know what? I saw a new Microsoft store. I'm just going to go down, st- go down the street and buy it. They've also mentioned that some of their holiday stores that they just put up for the season, they've decided to make permanent. Hmm. I think this is, a good, this is a good plan. They should have had more of them. They should have had them for years. Yeah? Because Microsoft makes more than Windows. We've talked about this before. Microsoft makes tons of hardware. All of it's good. How come they've never thought of actually selling it? Well, you know, this kind of makes me wonder, and I know things have changed, and Apple is, has managed to be successful, um, very successful with, with their stores. But I can't help but think about when I hear about Microsoft opening up a store, gateway stores. Yeah. It, just, it, it all depends on how it's done. Apple had a really good model that they, they've held to and they've stuck to, and it's made Apple stores what they are. You can go on and on about how you hate Apple technology or how you hate the, the culture, and I'm not saying you're wrong. Everyone's entitled the to their cult, opinion. Not the culture. But the stores have become an event. When you hear that an Apple store is opening up near you, it's an event. It's an experience, you know. It's more than just walking into, like, you know, an old Circuit City as they used to be which is what people still associate Microsoft's image with. Yeah. It, it's it's a boutique. It's a technological boutique. And Microsoft could really benefit from that. And it's just weird to me that they didn't think about that. Yeah. Well, well Microsoft has, has done some stuff over the years that I, I question sometimes whether they think about anything. Yeah. Well, and, and the biggest problem is right now, 
the biggest hurdle facing Microsoft as far as its Windows division goes is the fact that you have Windows 8, you have Windows Phone 8, you have Xbox, and you have Surface, right? And you don't know anyone in the world who has all of that. I'm the closest it gets because I'm holding my Windows 8 laptop. I have my Xbox here in front of me, and I have a Windows Phone 8. But I'm missing that last piece. I can kind of see how all the different parts start to work together, but most people can't. There's no example. There's no place they can go get a hands-on demonstration and see why does Windows Phone 8 act the way it does. Oh, because it can interact with the Surface and your computer this way. Why does your computer have smart glass? Oh, because it can interact with the Xbox this way. Mm-hmm. They don't have those tech demonstrations, and this can only help them. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. I think we spent enough time on that, though. <laughs> Microsoft, give me a call. I can fix everything for you. Get rid of that Balmer guy. Call me, maybe. He's kind of angry, anyway. Call me, maybe. But do you love developers? I mean, really... I do Palmer, love developers. He loves his developers. I get the feeling he kind of intimidates developers. I get the feeling he kind of intimidates everyone. If you look at him, he kind of looks like Coach when Coach was really, <laughs> really angry. Because you just know. Go and Google search and do a Google image search for, for Balmer right now. And I guarantee you the look on his face, he's about to tell you to climb some unknotted rope. So can you do a Google search on Xbox TV? Dude, you totally stepped on my punchline. <laughs> um, no, but you can do a Bing search. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that like illegal in five different states? Actually, that's part of another headline. Um, <laughs> hey, at least I didn't make an unknotted rope joke. Uh-huh. So, Xbox TV is going to be rolling out here. This is supposed to be a new service that will be on the Xbox. And it's kind of... I get the feeling it's their answer to Hulu and Redbox Instant and a whole bunch of other different services. I don't know how it's going to do. The reason I say that, after I just went on and on about how much I love Microsoft, is Microsoft is typically very, very bad with getting content. Yeah. Which surprises me, because I mean, they're they're a tech giant. You would think that people would want to, to have them promote their content left and right. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't about a year ago we were talking about the possibility of uh, Microsoft coming out with IPTV? Or did we even... Was it even before that? They, they, they ran a few test areas with IPTV and it just failed because it either people either didn't have fast enough internet speeds or um, people didn't understand the idea of TV over the internet yet. Yeah. Well, it was like, I want to say two years ago when Microsoft started messing with that. And it was a year ago when they started adding the IPTV channels to their media centers. But then they stopped adding content. It's like, hey, this is awesome. I can see all the original series Star Trek. Oh, no, I can't. I can see the first minute and a half of them. Well, that's random. Okay. <laughs> and it didn't even give me the... I didn't have the option to buy them. I couldn't rent them from somewhere or even give them money if had I wanted to. All I got to see was a, a minute and a half of, like, 20 or so episodes. 
Yeah. And it was like that for everything on their IPV, IPTV channels. It was just, it was very silly. I don't know what they were thinking. But, so they are trying to roll this out. Um, I want to say this is actually very different than the rumored device we talked about a couple months ago, where it was kind of an Xbox Lite, and it was only meant for media, not games. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah. I don't know. What would make <laughs> Xbox TV worth it to you guys, to the three of you? If if it took play if it took um took content over all of my functionality of the Google TV, namely well I mean it kind of does already, namely YouTube, uh, Netflix, Hulu, which it, it already does have, but then have the integration that that Google puts into it, that would kind of be because you're you're right because there is a YouTube app and there is a Hulu app and there's different apps, they're very hard to move around between. The integration isn't really there. And to be fair, on the Google TV, it's not 100% integrated, but uh, it, it's kind of hard working with two devices that have the same stuff on it because we're always jockeying between the two of them. <laughs> it's Stark, well, you I mean, say content. Well, I, I said content, yeah. and this is, what I, this is what I mean, is that I, I have had the the Nintendo Wii with it, with its X with its applications, uh, which was Netflix, Hulu Plus, and uh, YouTube, and then I then I had a Roku box, and that had a lot of stuff on there. But again, the Roku box was limited because of the amount of memory that was in it. And then I got a Blu-ray player that had Internet Wireless in it, and that actually had a lot more than the other ones did. It had pen. Dora, it had, you know, it, it had a different, a bunch of different things, and plus it was getting more updates more frequently than the first two were, and so it, it, it's, 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 you know, I, I want something that's either going to deliver the content to me or deliver the channels to me that are going to give me content. I would love to see an NBA channel where I can actually watch my local team without a blackout thing. I know that's never going to happen because they would, they want to try to force me into buying cable, but yeah. It, content. That's the reason why everybody's going to Netflix, is because of the fact that Netflix has the content. Hulu Plus barely has the content, and we're really wondering if the Blockbuster one's even going to have anything at all. Yeah, I would say content uh, with integration, because content is great, but it's not that great if it's hard to get to. Like, if they add an MTV app, and then a, uh, an NBC app, and you have all these different apps, and they're all siloed. Then you know you're, you're watching something on on NBC, and then you want to you want to switch to watching something on uh, the USA network. You have to back out, go back into another app, and so if they can get it into the operating system instead of having them as apps as they've as they've announced. That, I think that's where the key will be. Yeah. Which I don't think we'll see. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm deeply skeptical of Microsoft's ability to pull this off. Yeah. I, I, are we going to see another Zune? Is, is this going to be the Google TV killer? I think it is the same thing as, as Zune. They just renamed it Xbox. Yeah. So, same thing, different package. Um, into news of the... Hey? 
<laughs> a college back east, you know, those Eastern Ivy League colleges and whatnot, has released a new degree. You can now graduate having majored in social media. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, you know how to take care of the cows in Farmville, especially if they wander into other people's timelines. This has to be the most useless degree I've ever heard of in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, the idea behind it is that it's meant for marketing and how to leverage social media for marketing. That part makes sense. I get that. So why not tie this into the marketing degree? Probably because they're going to get more students who are going to sign up for this other one because they know it. Oh, social media. I know how to do that. Yeah. These will be easy classes. Here's, here's the thing. Yeah, I think it's partially that. Here, here's the thing. I used to be a hiring manager. In fact, I was these three's hiring manager at one point. Um, and I can't tell you how many people just came out of college with a brand new shiny four-year degree in computer technology had all these letters after their name on their on their right. resume and I had to turn them away and they'd say well I just graduated I, I learned all this stuff and I'd have to tell them I'm sorry you don't have any of the skills we're looking for and what you studied in college is now four years obsolete and we need experience so how on earth is a social media degree at all worth it when each social media ecosystem for lack of a better term is so different from each other and they ebb and flow like anything else in the technological world plus who knows what new social media is going to come around in five years yeah and and stop and think about it how many quote unquote social media experts do we have out there now you know as it's only going to get worse once there's actually a real degree of affiliated with it you know how many times if I get followed by someone on Twitter and I see like um, social media guru or SEO expert or anything like that I I won't follow them back I won't follow them back because that's just made up crap I'm a social media expert I have Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus LinkedIn you know (laughs) does that make me an expert it's and now they're offering a degree. It's a fake degree, like a liberal arts major or communications major. Yeah. You want fries with that? Now, if they had tied it into an actual marketing degree, I could see how that'd be useful. But it's not not degree worthy. Has anybody seen something like this at their their college? I think it is. I I think I'm the only one of us four that that agrees that it that it is a good degree. <laughs> Let, let's put it this way. How long do you think it takes for a a qualified course to be developed? Well, we've developed courses that were their previous jobs on several occasions, and it, that even just courses on that small of a nature, it took quite a while to make it of a quality. Right, and so I'm talking about a, at like an accredited level. Yeah, so something that's an accredited at a college level, you're probably talking about a lot of time and a lot of work to get it, because because it's going to have to be something that's going to be have to have to be accepted. So, so you start school the end of August, the beginning of September, mm-hmm. right? And out of nowhere, middle of November, you only have a month and a half left in the semester, and this little thing called Pinterest comes around. What's this? I have no clue. I'm sure it won't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it is like wildfire. All of a sudden, everyone's starting to move away from Tumblr. 
and move towards Pinterest. Yeah, I, I see your point there, but I, I think as uh, as a generality, social media has a completely different mindset than than the standard marketing that we've had for the past sixty to hundred years. It, it takes a different mindset. There's a, it, like you say, there's a lot more ebb and flow. There's a lot more metadata to take in, and no matter what social media you're dealing with, whether it's Facebook or Pinterest or or even Reddit, there's different things you have to take into account that that regular like the billboard marketers don't don't have to deal with. Uh, so I I think it's a valid degree, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, in four years there might not be a Facebook, but the skills that uh, someone needs to market successfully on Facebook will still apply to the next big social media ecosystem. I don't know if that's true, though. It, it, I mean, sure, 80% of what I'm saying is probably BS, but I think... Well, it seems <laughs> to me, though, like, I mean, the rules are constantly changing with... Yeah, that's true. And, and so what's valid today very likely won't be valid tomorrow. Yeah. So, I mean, just a thought. Well, let's put it this way. World of Warcraft has been around longer than most social medias. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should you be able to major in that? <laughs> I'm surprised there hasn't Warcraft, been. Though. You, you, you say that, maybe you could. You know, why not? Why isn't there a college course on anything on the web? I mean, there are college courses on Star Trek that you could easily have college courses on World of Warcraft. You know, well, gold mining 101, you know. For instance, though, in, in, in the place where I work, there's two different marketing teams. There's the marketing team that handles all the art um, for for brochures and websites and things. And then there's the social media marketing. And they handle all the social media account, all the SEO, all the... Um, everything that exists on the internet um, that we know of today. See, and I I can understand that because uh, my last job, we had two marketing teams as well. We had the marketing team and then they had all the other tech stuff that must fall to Zook because he works with computers. (laughs) (laughs) So, even though I was their network admin, I was handling their social media. And see... uh, I've seen social media used more in communications. I mean, CenturyLink follows Twitter. If you mention CenturyLink and Twitter, they're going to see that, and they're going to say, oh, is this something we can respond to you and help you with? That's more of a communications thing. At a previous company I used to work at a couple years ago, they had an entire team. That's what they did. They watched Twitter, and if they saw the company's name, they would respond saying, oh, we see you mentioned our product. Are you having a problem? Is this something we can we can come and help you with? That's not marketing. That's customer service. Yeah. Hey, gray area. What what are the listeners' thoughts? Feedback at StolenDroids.com. we got to move on here. because I personally think it's worthless. Schmitty disagrees. What do the listeners think? Into porn news. Yay! I mean, what? Because we can't get enough of that. <laughs> Google recently made an unannounced change to its image search. Now, here's where it gets interesting, because how do we describe this in a family-friendly way? It used to be that if you were to search for, say, part of someone's anatomy, mm-hmm. you would get a whole bunch of not-safe-for-work images. If you had your... Your safe search, so long as your yeah. safe search was off. Now, if you do that, 
you don't have the option of safe search. Safe search is always on. You have safe search and you have safer search. Mm. <laughs> you can still, I, I don't know if I should tell people, you can still get around it if you were to, say, be more descriptive in your searching capabilities. Well, do you think this is going to help, like, when someone's trying to do research on breast cancer? It'll help out there? Probably. Probably. Yeah. That's a good That's a good thought. It's going to help Yahoo and Bing. It's... <laughs> They'll get more traffic, you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't pull the stuff up in Google Image Search anymore. I might as well go to Bing. Oh, wow. Well. Okay. I don't know if it's really going to help. Because the people who are consciously looking for it are still going to find it. Yeah. The people I, who weren't looking for it already had the safe search option. Yeah, this will protect the people that weren't wanting to look for it and get it on accident. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you went to Google image search before this change and you typed in breast cancer, you weren't going to get porn images. I mean, that's just it. You're, you weren't going to. At least you'd hope you wouldn't. The Google algorithm isn't going to somehow confuse that. No, but what if you mistyped cancer? It would correct it. <laughs> yeah, it does. Did, did you mean? Did you mean cancer or? Yeah, did you mean porn? <laughs> <laughs> Showing results for porn. Oops. Oh, so boy. I'm not really sure what that what change that really did or why that was why that came out, but they did not announce it. It was just suddenly there, and you didn't have a choice. I don't know. I'm kind of neutral on it, but I don't really see it fixing anything either. Um, into Google Maps news, however, they have made their triumphant return to iOS. It was actually just released today, and it has getting rave reviews. In fact, people are saying that the Maps version on iOS is actually better than Google Maps on Android. And even Android users are saying that. It's, it's like the Google team really went above and beyond <laughs> no, just I, I to really I, stick it to Apple. I, I think it's getting those kinds of reviews just because of the comparison to Apple Maps. <laughs> it was They had such a bad product that you put Google Maps there and it looks like no, I would, shining. <laughs> I wouldn't actually doubt that the Google team may have put the screws to the new app just to really show up Apple. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past. Yeah. No, that probably means any improvements in it will eventually get rolled into Android. Eventually, yeah. So um, Apple users may rejoice. They actually finally have a mapping function again. Unfortunately, uh, in Apple, in iOS devices, if you were to tap on someone's address, by default it still opens Apple Maps. Oops. Um, into kind of scary international news. Um, we haven't talked about this. This has been kind of uh, simmering behind the scenes for a while now, but we haven't been talking about it. There has been a motion put forth that the United Nations should be the entity in control of the Internet. Uh, no. <laughs> that idea? Yeah, well, the United States, for once, has a good idea concerning this, saying, no, it will not endorse that. That's a bad idea. Uh, in fact, it has flat out said it will not sign that treaty period, under any form of it. Which is odd to me, because this is the government that, you know, just a year ago wanted to really push SOPA through. Yeah. So, Not okay. even a year, it was six months ago. Yeah, go go fig on 
why they're flip-flopping here, but I don't care because the UN should not be in charge of the internet. No, they should not. This was going to be a talking point at one point where we were asked the question, who should? Because there has to be some ruling body. There has to be some regulatory why? body. Why? We the people. <laughs> well, to keep the online... <laughs> things Have you ever seen Ill- Warehouse 13? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> things that are illegal should not have haven on the internet. Right. You know, but just local because... Local laws go after them. We've talked about that before. Well, yeah, but... And here's where it gets murky. If it's... Let's say um, I have pictures of kittens wearing human clothes, Okay. I'm trying to be as innocent and as noxious as possible. And I have it hosted in Bangalore. I'm based in the United States. The servers are based in India. It serves content worldwide and goes to a country where somehow that's illegal. They can't come after me, and they can't come after the the host... What recourse is left to them? They because can make the their own Great Wall of China. The idea behind the UN's proposition is that the UN actually has the ability to supersede any nation's one jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. And and to that degree, I can understand their intention. I can understand why that question is raised and why they might think there needs to be a regulatory body, and I would agree with that. But I don't think the UN is exactly the right... Considering their track record? Yeah, because they'll just send the Canadians in to enforce it, and that's never going to (laughs) work. They'll get taken hostage. Sorry. (laughs) Obscure political joke from years ago. Yeah, uh, that was obscure. I didn't even follow that one, man. Canadian military were sent in as a peacekeepers into an African nation currently in turmoil. They, peacekeepers, though they were heavily armed, were taken hostage and strapped to the front of their own tanks, which the terrorists then used to drive into other areas. Wow. Proving the efficiency of Canadian peacekeepers. <laughs> They should have sent in the Mounties instead. Yeah, they, they would have gotten there, man. Um, anyway, so this is good that the U.S. isn't signing the treaty. It's not so good in that the U.N. doesn't necessarily need the U.S. to sign the treaty. So this leaves a lot of question marks in the air. We don't have an answer to all of them. We don't even have an answer to half of them because, frankly, it's all over the place. But you should definitely read the article and, and educate yourself on it, because I guarantee you this will end up affecting us sometime in the next two years. Think they're going to try again? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right, uh, we need to move on. We had some other headlines and some uh, movie trailer news, but... Uh, We're too chatty. We are straight into our fast lane. Uh, first off, Australian police have warned the public not to use Apple Maps like ever. It turns out that the iPhone app can't distinguish between the city of Mildura and a national park with no water, fuel, and filled with dangerous animals. The police have had to rescue multiple people after the motorists hiked back to cell range to phone for help. <clears throat> and Santa has switched allegiances this year, as NORAD has changed their tracking system to use Bing Maps instead. At least he won't get lost in an Australian national park. Whoops. 
How tall can you make a tower of Legos before it destroys the bottom Lego? Ah, uh, try 2.5 miles high. That's how tall. And John McAfee has been extradited to the United States following his run from Belize where he faces murder charges. Too bad for him since the reason he went to Belize in the first place is because he faces charges of negligent death and tax evasion here. North Korea has finally gotten one of their rockets off the ground and into space. Unfortunately, the satellite it put into orbit is tumbling out of control and may possibly mess things up for other equipment currently up there. Way to go, North Korea. Screwing things up for us once again. <laughs> and no space shuttle? No problem for the U.S. military. They're still launching their secret space plane on a secret space mission. Suspiciously soon after seeing the North Koreans launch their trash into space. Star Trek has been stolen. Uh, no, not the television series. A fishing boat named Star Trek was stolen in New Zealand. Authorities have yet to confirm, but my money is on the Klingons as the culprits. <laughs> And what's with companies firing people by email? DC Comics suddenly firing Batgirl writer Gail Simone by email this week. Way to stay classy, DC Comics. Um, and, go ahead. Oh, uh, it should also be noted, they also got rid of their very well-received team that was working on Swamp Thing, which makes no sense to me. I, I honestly do not know what DC Comics is doing. Oh, they're setting themselves up for utter failure just before the Justice League movie. Yes. <laughs> It'll, it can only be an up that way, you know. That, that's people. just good timing on their part. Yeah. Um, it's not really a fast lane. It's not really a, uh, a headline, but I wanted to point it out. Our friend Lori, Larry Correa, uh, author of Mos- Monster Hunter International and the Monster Hunter series, uh, just released this week, just today actually, his mm-hmm. newest Christmas story, uh, A Christmas Noun 5, Fifty Shades of Noun. Fifty it's, it's a choose-your-own-adventure style. Yeah, it is awesome. We'll put, we'll put uh, links in the show notes, but uh, you should definitely check it out. Because the best way to save Christmas is with explosions, guns, and Black Tiger Kung Fu. <laughs> and you know if it's from Larry Korea, it's going to be full of epic. It is full of full of epic. And everyone gets a honey badger. Okay, um, our talking point this week is a really interesting one. It turns out that long before anyone had any clue what a computer was or how we'd eventually be using it, we made laws about it. And according to those laws, uh, the uh, 1986 Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, it could be illegal for you to use Facebook at work. (gasps) Or eBay. Or or Pinterest. Or... If we can't use Facebook at work, we might actually have to, like, um, work. Yeah. Yeah, bizarre. I know that. <laughs> the law was put in place, in, and it uses such broad language as to basically say if you were to ever gain unauthorized access to a computer or use a computer to gain unauthorized access to something else, it's a felony. It was written back in the time when the only time you would use a computer, you were actually using a mainframe, and you were typically hacking it or using it to hack into other systems. At the time when it was written, no one really foresaw how personal the computer would be and how we'd use it so casually for pretty much everything. Well, the reason why this particular type of use could fall into that is that many companies don't explicitly sanction the use of computers for personal reasons. 
So before, you could always get a slap on the hand from your boss. Yeah. Or fired, depending on the job, depending on the, the workplace. Depending According to this, yeah. it could be a felony. <laughs> well, is this a case of where it's an older law and it's just fallen into disuse and they're not even going to bother to prosecute it? I mean, how many laws are there that, like, you can't wear pants on a certain day? Or, or I, I know I'm, I'm stretching here, but there's certain laws that you hear the law and you go, well, that's kind of stupid, but back in, you know, 1875, when it was written, there was a valid reason then for it to happen, but now it's kind of a, you know, whatever. You know, you can't, you can't get a shave on a, on a Sunday. Yeah, it, I, I think up to like ten years ago, it was still legal to hunt and kill Mormons in Missouri. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I know what you're saying. There's a lot of those old laws. This one is just, I think, a good example of one of those laws where they had no clue what they were talking about at the time, or they wrote it with such a narrow mind, narrow scope in mind, and it's completely screwing things up. Yeah, it, it's being misinterpreted now, or 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 they're bending it, kind of like finding a loophole to be able to. Or is it fire. just broad enough? It's almost like a patent. Well, yeah, that's a scary <laughs> idea. You're <laughs> using a square with rounded corners at work. <laughs> <laughs> that's a felony. <laughs> yes. Now, the reason we said that some of our previous headlines touch in on this as well is because it's like it's like the FAA rule: don't you can't use electronic devices while in a plane. Well, that was probably written at the time when, when they're thinking of a personal electronic device, they're thinking of something like a magnetron. <laughs> you know? A do not, magnetron. Do not use an, IE, an AED on someone against the air, aircraft's skin. Do not use a portable yeah. x-ray machine. They weren't really thinking forward when a cell phone would be a small computer and put off so little EM that it wouldn't affect anything near it. Now, you Do can politicians, the- people who make laws, actually ever think forward, though? Well, they don't even understand the laws they make now. Usually it's handed to them with a check by some lobbyist, and most of the time they don't even read it. They just throw it out with some talking points, and then later on we're like, oh, that was in that law? Ooh, you, that, that, you've that got to pass the law to find out what's in the law. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. don't know how those things are going to affect until you you give them a trial run. You know, it's like a beta test. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows how many other laws that it conflicts you know, with? That it, actually might be a good idea. Beta test period in all laws. That would be have, horrifying. <laughs> or or have like have like a uh, this law a only applies to Connecticut. <laughs> Well, have like no, a probationary is, period for a law where you have like a yeah. two-year time. Yeah, at, at the end of the two years, years, you reevaluate, re-sign the law, rewrite it, yeah. or whatever. Okay, well, I, I actually topic, know a little... I, I know a thing or two about beta testing. <laughs> and we do something called feasibility testing, which half the laws wouldn't get passed. It, it, it's not a feasible product. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, well, and that's kind of where bureaucracy kicks our behind, too, because many laws are kind of a beta test. Um, not, I'm, I'm not trying to get political. I don't want to go down this road. But I'm you're gonna, obviously going a little off topic. But I'm going to use this ahead. as an example here, okay? You know, Obamacare. 
everyone's like, oh my gosh, Obamacare is so horrible, it's going to destroy us, it's going to destroy us. When in reality, it was meant as kind of a beta test. We will set this out here, and we will tweak it as time goes on, as things fail or don't fail. Medicare was the same way. Social Security was the same way. A lot of laws are actually the same way. I only use Obamacare because it's the most recent hot-button issue. Com- <laughs> laws like this, like the one that we're currently talking about, are ones that were meant to be put out there, and then they forgot to ever talk about them ever again. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's probably a good way to put it, because there's a lot of laws out there. That if you if you do like a Google search for old laws, there's probably plenty of articles where some reporter is like, "Oh, I need to have an interesting article. Let's let me look some old laws, and I can make a, make an article about how funny these old laws are." You know, a lot of them are called like the old blue laws, isn't that correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I think one of the biggest problems is that government itself is so old. And technology is so new that governments, as we know it, aren't compatible with technology. And I, I know that's kind of a, a broad saying, but... That's an it, interesting well, yeah, concept, can you, can you explain that a little bit more, though, because I am interested. Yeah, because well, we're, we're living in such a new age of technology and stuff, and, and governments before... You, you think back a thousand years, governments were meant to hold a small area of people together... And now, I mean, think back a hundred years. You know, it 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 allowed our technology allowed for you know broader a broader scope of government. The United States was possible, but now with technology so rampant and techno- uh, information is so easy to get a hold of, I think government needs to have a re- revamping kind of. It's, well, let, let me give you another what I think is probably a good example. There was the open meeting laws, where anytime something was going to be discussed of that, that that dealt with the public, certain things had to be discussed in open meetings where people could come and show up, or reporters could come and show up, and they could go ahead and participate, or at least report about what is happening so the public could know about them. And then suddenly, emails came along, instant messages came along, and suddenly some of these things were being discussed by email and instant message, and then and suddenly that was another whole can of worms because were these private communications or was these were these policy discussions that should have been out in the public or available for people to go ahead and see? And that took a little bit of debate before some of the governments had to actually sit down and say, or even some of the states, cities had to say, this is our policies towards certain emails. And, you know, mm-hmm. and then they've had to adapt, and then sometimes they didn't adapt fast enough and got sued over it. Well, yeah, would, would the Declaration of Independence have been signed by everyone had had our current technology been been around back then? Yeah, because you'd know I'm that sure if somebody would have put it down first. Well, you'd, right. you'd know that as soon as they were writing that up, if today's technology had been available then, within minutes, everyone in the colonies would have known. Everyone would have had their own opinion. Everyone had would have had to reach some consensus. The problem is, is that governments in general, and we are a little bit off topic here, but governments in general are put in place to maintain a certain status quo. That's why they create laws that do that. Mm-hmm. But technology changes things so much faster than the status quo can react to that governments can't keep up with technology. And for that reason, then, all of a sudden, you need to have to start going to higher powers that can supersede governments, kind of what the UN's trying to do with the Internet. Mm-hmm. But that's not always a good idea either. So laws like this, like the old 1986 law here, and other ones like it, you can look them up, they're crazy, need to be revamped on a constant level. They almost need another 
body to control them. We need a, we need people who will understand what's going to happen when they make these laws. And a lot of a lot of our politicians, a lot of our senators and congressmen, they don't understand this. <laughs> our, our own uh, Senator Orrin Hatch tried to pass a uh, an anti hacking anti piracy measure that would have put him in jail. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because his own website had pirated uh, software on it, had pirated programming. Or pirated picture, I think is what it was. No, 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 it wasn't a picture. It was a menu. It was a suckerfish menu that was used in his oh. personal website. It was a bit of coding that had been lifted from another programmer without giving him any due, without paying him, without a license. And the bill he tried to pass would have applied to him. That's the level of technical understanding within Congress, and we just turned that totally political. So let's change it. We want to know what you think. Are there any crazy laws you've heard of? How would you revamp government so these laws could be taken off the book? Would you want to go to jail for browsing Facebook at work? My favorite this week, poop. (laughs) No, not really. Uh, It's it's a great uh, parody video. It's from Nickelback's... uh, Oh, who cares? It's Nickelback. But they're making fun of Instagram. Insta-poop? <laughs> well, it, it's talking about taking pictures of you in the mirror in the same room where you poop. Uh, it is hilarious. It's a very well-done parody, I think. Everything it says is true. And there's something, mm, I don't know, poetic about them bashing Instagram to a Nickelback song. It's like two sucky things put together make it even more sucky. Check it out. I think you'll like it. <laughs> it sucks squared. Yes. Um, okay, my favorite this week is actually something that looks like it's sold out now, out of stock, but it will be back in stock January 5th, estimated date of arrival. Um, it's a Minecraft light-up torch uh, available from ThinkGeek. Uh, it's basically a torch from Minecraft. If if you're a Minecraft fan, or if you if you know somebody who enjoys playing Minecraft, uh, this is something that that you'll truly be able to appreciate. It's very very cool. Check it out. Excellent. My favorite of the week now is the uh, the latest epigraph battle of history. It's Moses versus Santa Claus, and Moses is played by the epic Snoop Lion. You gotta check it out. Formerly very, Snoop Dogg. Yep, very cool. All right, so my favorite is for the computer geeks who want to basically furnish their house. It's a website to the floppy table of a, t- a, t- a coffee table that you can order. That's actually in the form of a gigantic three and a half five floppy disk, including a slide-out secret compartment that uh, normally would have have given you access to where the disk was, where you can actually hide the remote controls. (laughs) Just in time for all your kids to look at it and go, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that is our show this week. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Again, shout-out to our friends, truckradio.net, cryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, stitcher.com, and go-to-meeting.com. Until next time, cheers. End of line. One to beam up. Good day.